Grieving the loss of a loved one is always difficult, even more so now during the pandemic. I'm Taylor Brock, and I'm with Terry Warburton, the clinical director of Recovery of Hope. I wanted to talk to you about grieving. So right now, funerals aren't something that a lot of people are doing due to some restrictions about gathering sizes, but that does have an impact on how people can grieve their losses. Are you seeing recently? this becoming more and more of an issue? Um, I certainly have uh, from time to time uh, when I've encountered, um, well, colleagues, friends, um, clients who are exper- who have experienced death and the challenges around being able to have a funeral or have some kind of memorial or some kind of gathering and it certainly for some people has uh, created some challenges for sure additional difficulties during an already difficult time now for people who are facing these kinds of challenges how are there certain things that present more when you can't mourn a loss with a funeral we have this wonderful cultural ritual um, in our society of of when somebody dies that we gather and we we mourn together and we celebrate their lives together and um, their life together as a group of loved ones and i mean cult- many culture every culture has their own rituals around this and we need these kind of rituals because they give us a sense of of what to do at a time when when we don't when we don't know what to do and so these, these rituals and routines help us, uh, help us to grieve, help us to know what to do, uh, give us uh, an environment in which to support each other. So now with restrictions uh, around COVID and uh, the amount of people that can gather, this changes what the typical funeral might look like. And, and so that, um, that can be quite a, a difficult obstacle for some people because they want to gather, they want to um, remember their loved one together, and there's restrictions being put on this. And that can be uh, an additional frustrating piece because we can't do it the way we used to. Um, but when we get down to what is actually needed um, for grieving to happen, we might not be able to do it the way we have traditionally done it. But when we realize that, first of all, uh, we need the support of those around us and, and we can gather in small groups and we can gather virtually, which I know is not ideal but it is a way of connecting. So sometimes it involves um, reminding ourselves of what, what is really needed in order to grieve our loved one. And we do need to connect. We need to be able to talk. We need to be able to cry. We need to be able to gather, whether it's in person or, or virtually. Um, we need to be able to feel. We need to be able to feel our grief. We need to be able to cry and laugh and all those kinds of things. So when we look at what is actually needed for us to be able to grieve, 
um, we can do it differently, but it does it for some people it can involve um, a shift in thinking at a time when it's already hard enough. Uh, yeah, so those are some of my uh, some of my initial thoughts around that. Yeah, like I know for myself, I'm seeing people who have uh, had significant losses in their life right now, and their mm-hmm. grieving period appears to me to be much longer than it normally would be under normal circumstances. Um, and a lot of people are still very upset that they can't have their regular funerals. Do you think that plays a role in how long someone grieves? Absolutely. Uh, there are so many things that uh, play into what our grief looks like <clears throat> and how long it takes. And, um, and and even the, that obstacle of not being able to do it the way it's always been done, that can create an obstacle kind of in our own minds. Because if we think this is the this is how it has to happen, this is how it's always been done, and this is what the process needs to look like, that can that can really interfere with our process, and it just become something else that sort of gets in the way of us being able to to do the good healing work of grieving and you know and this it's everything is so layered right now these days so it's not just that um, that we've lost a loved one and we have to go through all the the things that that normally happen with you know writing an obituary and putting out announcements and letting people know and planning whatever kind of funeral or memorial service we might be planning. So there's, there's not only that, but we're doing this with this backdrop of, of figuring out what life looks like and feels like living in a global pandemic and all of the other things that we're dealing with at the same time. And we're, we're quite a few months into this now and so some of us have kind of found this, um, we're kind of used to some of these things and we think we're kind of dealing with it. But the reality is it's, it's affecting all of us more than we probably realize. And there's a, a term, uh, a woman uh, psychologist by the name of Pauline Boss, she has tr- she's um, coined the term ambiguous loss. And she actually talks about ambiguous loss in terms of, you know, when she was working with people after 9-11 who had had family members, they didn't know where they were when we're talking about other kinds of things. And so ambiguous loss is a loss um, where uh, there's no closure. So I think we're we're dealing with this back backdrop of, ambiguous loss in so many areas of our lives, the uncertainty of how long this is going to last. And then, so, so that has its own levels of grief and how it affects us, the, the emotional um, toll that it plays on us. And then we add the alarm over, you know, this, this virus. And then you add, you know, having a loved one die um, whether I mean, no matter what what the death is caused by, even even if it's if it's um, a death that's expected uh, of, a, of an older person, so it's 
it's hard to, I think it's hard to kind of narrow down, like, what are the factors that, that are, what are the specific factors that are affecting somebody's ability to grieve? What, what we need to grieve is we need to be able to feel safe. We need to feel connected to others. We need to be able to express our feelings, however big and messy they might be or however small and quiet they might be. And we need to be able to remember. We need to be able to talk about our loved one. And so it may mean uh, for some people that it's going to look different, but all I really believe all those important elements can still be can still be a part of it. And we might be if we're in that position of grieving, we might need to find our own our own personal rituals of remembering and grieving as well, in addition to what it is we might be able to do um, in small groups or virtually. Now, what about finding specific people? to um, essentially lean on during this time. Is that something that could benefit people? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Grief of any kind, and grief happens when we lose something or someone that matters to us. So, you know, like I said before, living in, in the time that we're living now, we are actually all probably grieving things every day, grieving some really normal things about just being able to pop into a grocery store. And I was like, oh, right. Okay. I need to read the list. I need to, you know, I need to put my mask on. I need to sanitize my hands. So, so there's this, this grief over that sometimes we're not even thinking about anymore about what used, how it used to be the change. Cause anytime there's change, there's grief, there's, we're gaining something and we're losing something. So there's the, um, you know, just, just sort of the everyday griefs, griefs. But in terms of uh, the support, we need to be able to feel and we, we need to be able to feel safe. And that's going to happen in the context of trusting relationships of people that we feel safe with family, friends, um, and, uh, you know, and sometimes there's just others that come along the way that, that just uh, come alongside us and, and support us. And so, whether it's virtual or whether it's in person, relationships, uh, feeling supported, having somebody to lean on, having somebody there for us um, is a huge uh, component of being able to go through the grieving process. And if I can say it, to grieve well, to go through that process uh, in, a, in a healing meaningful way. I mean, it hurts. I mean, grief, losing a loved one hurts like crazy. And it, and that's part of the process. It has to hurt. The, the grieving part will hurt, but over time it does get better. If we have, you know, if, if we have the things that we need, which is, which is uh, support and being able to, you know, to feel our feelings and to remember and to talk and to laugh and those kinds of things. Well, thank you, Terry, so much for taking time to talk about a very heavy subject with me. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, well, thanks, Taylor. Well, enjoy the rest of your afternoon if I didn't get you down too much. Okay, yeah. All right, good. Okay, good. We'll talk again. Sounds good.